This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hello and welcome to the 5 Pan Podcast. Hey. Pod 268 sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.dk. It's Vector with K. K. Oh, nice. And JCIS for <laughs> Global Research. And I wasn't expecting that second K. And uh, just yawning. That's fine. Get, get in the game, yeah? Okay. And JCIS Global Research and Brand Consultancy from South London. Visit jc-ice.com. I will. Oh, very nicely done there. Mr. Kevin Day. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Well, yeah, better than I was... Between five o'clock on Saturday evening and about three o'clock yesterday afternoon, yeah. when I finally Ow. stopped chuntering <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it takes a while. We're going to relive that for you as well, so I look forward to that. Um, Ed Knight? Hey. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> are you doing in good form? Absolutely fine, man. Um, how, are you? how are you? Nobody ever asks how you are. Well, that's a good they point. don't, actually. You're right. You're doing yeah. I'm doing all right, actually. I'm over my, I'm over my cold when Great. I saw you. Great. Cool, yeah, that was a, yeah, that cold. That would be yeah. the honey and lemon tea I made you. <laughs> yeah, big time. I don't need your life story, mate. And all those biscuits you ate. You oh, they were good, mate. You managed to get down despite your illness. Here comes Billy, life they stories. Lovely. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of being in, in fitness, or hopefully fitness, um, the Marathon March is, is this Saturday. Yeah. It's four days away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. How it? are you feeling? Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'm, yeah, I'm all right. right. I'm fine. I've done yeah. a bit. Of, I've done some training. Yeah. You actually have done training. I think you're probably the only one from the FYP team that's done training. Well, I still, as I said, I'm slightly... So he's done training. He got off the sofa a bit more than normal. So I'm, that, s- I'm sorry, sorry. How much money are you raising for the poor people of Croydon on Saturday? Lots. <laughs> he's doing his own charity yeah, I'm, doing my own, I'm doing my own thing man. I'm still slightly confused by the fact that the club doctor doctors have said 
don't do more than 16 miles and you have in done training no I've not done more than 16 miles I'm, I do what doctors tell me except when it comes to alcohol hmm. but that still leaves another 10 miles that you haven't done I went for a run this week did you? What? why? because I thought I better do something I've done no walking training so if I do a running training then it sort of compacts it in 100% Physi- not how it works no no physiologically that I'm entering really a Yu-Gi-Oh right tournament so I'm going to practice my Pokemon cards yeah yeah Good reference that I just another one I'm just not yeah. gonna. I'm here for the young, audience. I'm mate. for the kids, man. <laughs> um, anyway, we are still um, uh, want donations from people, and and if you donate to us or to the foundation through us, you can still get entered into our very exciting prize draws. Yeah. Ten pound gets you into a draw of some FYP merchandise. £25 donation gets you into a draw to be on the pod extra and a £50 donation which we have had a quite a few of those gets you into a draw to be on the full pod I just Although don't know if that's I think if you wait long enough you'll get on the pod extra anyway wouldn't you <laughs> that's yeah. my guess just hang about the homestand after a game even if we haven't got a game yeah, maybe just shout loud enough yeah, yeah. Probably I never imagine the kind of people that listen to this podcast would have £50 to spare we have got oh, some very, very genuine, genuous, generous. Genuous. Exactly, this is what I mean. Genuous. <laughs> Come on. Okay, and if they can afford a radio, they'd listen to the radio. <laughs> Do you know who else is doing the marathon walk? Who I don't want to. We've got the best on fans. this week's podcast. Steve Parrish, Mr. Steve Parrish, who is joining oh, is it us. Mr. Steve Parrish, He's joining us this week in part two because this week is the ten-year anniversary of the FYP podcast to the week. So, so we've had we had our two hundred and fiftieth pod this year, and yep. it's also our ten-year anniversary to the week. That's great. To the week. That's yeah. great. That man. I took a dictaphone to Nottingham Forest away when Shefki Kuki scored, which is ridiculous, and we we won two 0 or two one. And yeah, I was twelve. Oh my god, that's so depressing. I was twenty-four. You started. No, so you've stopped. The you, yeah. Oh man, you're looking really good. Also, Thanks, I mean, if you're not, if the young people aren't getting the references, then dictaphone <laughs> isn't going to do yeah, it. Yeah, okay, is that's it? not. Although yeah. it's a very, very funny joke, which we won't go into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ten years ago, ten you years. You just, and now here you are, going from we... interviewing yourself to interviewing Steve Parrish. Uh, interviewing myself, yeah, yeah. No, Steve we've, we've come a long way in ten years, haven't we? Well, I haven't. I've, I used to live in Streatham, now I live in Norbury's. <laughs> <Not that far. laughs> gone from the waterfront <laughs> to your <laughs> living room. Yeah. Now we have come a long way. Palace have come a long way as well. And we'll so the just... second part of this pod is so all part, Steve Parrish. Part two is all Steve Parrish. Quite lengthy as well. It's like 45 minutes. All of Parish, pod. all the time. Of Parish <laughs> chat. Um, and we talk about all sorts of things. The HF gets covered. The new stadium Should gets really? covered. Transfers. It amazes me. Yeah, How did he, that he's, come quite, up? he's quite candid in the answers. Which so as well, listen, that's candid. Yeah. Can we have a little snippet? Any, any? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just gotta You've not I'm sorry, you're not oh, telling me. Fast forward this bit. So if you don't want telling to me to that Steve Parrish didn't tell you exactly who we're going to be buying in January. Mm, no, he did not. Oh. Um, so anyway, uh, Steve is joining us to, to celebrate our um, ten-year anniversary. And um, before Steve. we do that, unfortunately, you know, we're on first name terms now. You know, so. Um, we've got to talk about Palace's last game which was a defeat at home to Wolves um, yes. it's the culmination Kevin of another run of games we're looking for full points and we've sort of been let down a little bit How we, we're going to make you relive the last few days by well, according, going back to that I, I think we should all be reassured because according to Luca in, as reported in the Sunday papers it was yet another game where the best team lost um, I dispute that. I think we all dispute that. The first twenty minutes, we we talked on the pod last week about you know getting a positive start, hitting the ground running. We did all those things. First twenty minutes, we looked pacey, compact, good shape. Never really troubled their keeper, but it was a positive start. And then after about twenty minutes, I'm fairly certain their manager would have said, "Let's see what they got after twenty minutes." I think the answer will be nothing. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a case of. As soon as they score, the game was over. And then 
the last 15, 20 minutes was as shambolic. I, I just, by the end of it, I, it was just impossible to know who was playing. Who did, it's really hard to keep track of who we'd brought on because everyone was just, who was playing where. And, and We were bad. It's just, yeah. I, I can't, I don't know how many times we have to say it on this programme. Will Sahar's our best player. He's one of the best left-sided midfield players, stroke wingers in the country, if not in Europe. So why, in the name of God's little green apples, is he starting as a second striker? Or finishing the game as a right winger as he did in the second half, it was just lack literally of, lack of other options. No, no, he's the option. He, you, 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 if you've got the best left-sided midfield winger in, if you don't know what to do, you build the, the team around you your build, best player. Exactly, you build the team around him. You don't make him make up for the other shortcomings. And it's like in the last ten minutes, it was just like literally throwing all the cards up in the NC where they landed. And it's just, it was chaos, and it was just it's slightly embarrassing to be perfectly honest. And it was. The, their goal was too easy to score. Van Arnholt, who I thought had had a better game, just stopped and mm-hmm. let his marker run off him. It's just they were, comp- you know, and all, you know, they weren't great, but they, they were fine. And that was yeah, enough to beat. I think they weren't as great as well, I thought they were going to be. We were expecting. Well, also, I think that so I show, think, it makes it even worse that that, that was enough to beat us. Uh, well, exactly. Uh, I think that's a good point. I think we were slightly bamboozled by the fact that we all said, me included, that yeah, don't worry, wolves will come at us. They didn't. Mm, no. So. But is that first, because you know if you go to Stellas and you sit back, actually you've probably got a good chance yeah, getting a point? He's a very good manager. He's a very good coach. He clearly knew, knew what he was doing. And the frustrating thing is, like talking to some Wolves fans afterwards, who were mates of ours, who just said that's easily the most mundane they've played all season. Yeah. But it was easily enough. They had a, a level of organisation, energy. Players, players knew what they were supposed to do and when we just their wingers aren't that fast why do they look so fast against us yeah well, but because also, MacArthur was playing wing back well again the midfield start Luca had another poor game and it's just it, but also they were doing the basics and our passing on Saturday was probably some of the worst I've seen Like, and I don't know if that's a system or confidence or what but we were giving the ball away a lot we give the ball away a lot Luca was giving the ball away a lot I just oh, don't just, know it's not just really not it's it's, again, it's a, something we've talked about a lot. It's, it's not a question of quality because this is a, pretty much the same yeah. group of players that yeah. had an amazing spot with Roy last year. So what you, we've got to wonder what it is. You know? Is it just the organisation? Is it well, you, you understand. fatigue? I think, well, Confidence? I think it's to do with the fact that other teams know that we haven't got the best players at rotating the ball. That our natural game is getting the ball forward as quickly as possible. And if you give the ball to our midfield and let our midfield pass it around amongst them like they were doing eventually well I say eventually normally after two or three passes the ball will, will go astray and they just stopped us playing the sort of game we want to play but the, the fact is that we have to be able to work around that surely surely we've got enough tactical yeah. now so the plan B, C or whatever it is to work around that well, the I mean, plan B is, is Mayer surely but, well, it's, well, well, or give it, it to Wilf plan A but we'll, we'll give it to Wilf but, but Wilf, every time they gave it to Wilf Wilf's in the middle so he's surrounded by two central defenders and two central midfield players well, and, and then the problem with that is if he is supposed to be in the middle and then he drifts out wide yeah. there's no one in the middle there's no one in the middle you take, oh, yeah. you take a centre forward then, as, as you were saying I think on Saturday it's like he's so wedded to 4-4-2 it's just like okay well, we'll at one stage he went back to Zahar and Townsend being the, the two yeah. for about five minutes yeah. and then it was Serlot and then it was Ayu and, and, and then it was just but whoever it was it just it, that system just wasn't working and it's just it is very hard, isn't it, when when a team comes and, and I feel like when you go one up at Sellers, it's the easiest game plan in the, in the world. It's just sit it's, back it's, and yeah. Palace will come on to you and probably won't do much. But in, is it almost Roy doing those almost like Sunday league substitutions at the end? And that's not a criticism of you know of um, the system or anything like that, but it's like the way they were chucked on in that kind of mad spell. Is it his way of saying I, I don't really have? 
the you options or the personnel at the moment. He should have for, the options. These are these are these are players that were, some of them were brought in on his watch. Mm-hmm. He was aware of the transfer of so these are not players that he's all inherited. And in fact, he's, this is a manager who, until four games into the season, if we had one complaint, it was about how reluctant he was to bring subs on. Yeah. And now he can't wait to bring subs on, except he brings them all at once and he can't really decide. He just holds some numbers up, see who comes off and see who goes on. Is mm-hmm. how it seems. And of course, of course that's he's, not he's, it. But that's he he it makes seems. his subs like we're winning the games. Yeah. Like he's trying to kill time. Yeah, Poor and Roy can't well, get his subs right either way, can well, he? Well, he can't, but the <laughs> frustrating no, no, really thing can't. is that all, you know, he, it, it, it's nearly always like for like subs. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. He'll bring a midfield player on and, and bring and take one off. Or he'll bring a striker, you know, he'll take AO off and put Solo on. He'll take, and it's always, it's never, it's never a change also, of if system. You look at, if you look at our bench and our options, we don't really have quote-unquote impact subs like Serlot's not an impact sub he, yeah but that's again, take him that comes back to recruitment that comes back to not taking a chance on players like Jermaine Defoe when you when this you is kind of chance, what I was alluding you know. to with, with options yeah. really we don't have also, an impact know, to come off the bench but you know it's not just an impact it's just we're not what frustrated me is you, people seem to have forgotten how good Riedewald was against Man City on New Year's Eve yeah uh-huh. it's arguably for me the best defensive midfield performance that we've seen from one individual player and yet He's not been anywhere near the team. Mayer, every time he comes on, makes a positive change. But he's, and yet he's not started. What did we, exactly what we said in last week's pod is, if you're going to start him, he's got to start at home. So it makes no... It, he must be getting really frustrated because mm. the fitness argument makes no sense. If he's not fit for a whole game, start him for an hour and then bring him off. And, and do you think he up. did enough at Bournemouth to warrant a start against Wolves? I know it wasn't it's, a great performance I don't think anyone at Bournemouth did enough to warrant a start, to be perfectly honest. But you... you of course he deserved it. I mean, it, his performances every time he comes on a sub. Maybe that's what Roy's thinking. Maybe he thinks he can't have an impact on the whole game. But yeah. he looks like one player who who can, mm. to me. But, but I, I agree with you. I, I would start him. I thought that volley, the technique of the volley that Fuccio saved yeah. and then Schlupp somehow you know, didn't score that, the rebound. If, if that, oh, man, if that if volley, gone in, obviously it would have yeah, brought the house he would, down. He'd be yeah. starting every game until he died. But did you see enough from him? Or have you seen enough from him in the last few weeks to make you think he should definitely be in there? And also, where? What, you know, what's the balance then in midfield like? Uh, yeah, he does. I think he he's shown enough to deserve a start. But also, it's it, talking about the subs, last season it wasn't like we, we were desperate for impact subs. Or we needed the subs to make the change because we would we were doing well regardless of that. And but that but we were doing well because we had players like Loftus Cheek, mm-hmm. and we're clearly missing a Loftus Cheek. The closest thing we have is is Mayer. Yeah. If you're looking for yeah. someone creative who's going to uh, drive us forward in the midfield, and I have absolutely no idea why Mayer's not getting more game time. Well, also Mayer could play a Loftus Cheek role. Mayer could play left of centre as well, where Loftus Cheek was. Mayer could be the one that gives PVA the the security to go forward yeah. I felt for Mayer with that I mean the technique he showed for that volley he must have thought to himself oh well that's not him but somebody will tuck it away because every other club mm. he's ever been at somebody would have tucked that away slapped twice I mean it was, a, it's good, just, it was a good double save it was a, it it was was a good, good save. double save but it, it, the first one was a good double but it should have been the follow-up Schlupp did that twice Schlupp, though in that game where he missed yeah. the I kind of like in that position though when, you, when you're that close to goal when you hit it a goal is there much more you can do? I mean, obviously, score, obviously, but I can't. Why was Schlupp there when, <laughs> when we've got Ayo and Rolf playing up front? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, was, why was Schlupp there? Full stop. We know we had this conversation after the first four games, even when we were playing well. We said Schlupp's a really good left wing back, emergency left wing. He's not mm. a centre, he's not left sided centre midfield player. And it's like, again, Roy just doesn't seem to know what's. It's not. Lucas needs 
How many more times have we got to say this? Luca needs resting. Schlupp's not a yeah. left-sided centre. MacArthur's not a central midfield player. So we've got the players for those positions, but we're not playing them in the position. It's and then that, that's always that's always going to impact on the on the back four. Always going to impact on the back four. And then there's still people having to go at Hennessy for some bizarre reason. Well, one person having to go at Hennessy. Well, it, but I think Hennessy was probably blaming, our best player. I think people blaming yeah. Hennessy for the goal, which is... No, I mean, you, it's you one see the, the goal back, it's so close to him. The one the newspaper said he should have done more, which is like, just... I think that's should never have got, well, it should, it's, it's so easy to blame the keeper. It's, it's harsh because the defending was... Yeah, if you want to replay, Tompkins is very deep as well. I don't know if Tompkins plays him on, but you feel like... It was so obvious what Doherty was doing with well, Jimenez. PVA, it was PVA stopped. PVA let him go. PVA let him like, go. Yeah, and then it kind of went over. It went down looking for a foul. Yeah. It's like culmination of. of, of. So it's a, g- it's, a, it's a game that we should have got. It was an off sorts. It's a game we should have got at least a point. Well, that's that's the thing. The optimists amongst us are in the pub afterwards, saying, "Well, we could have got a point against Southampton. We should have beaten Newcastle." We, and these are all valid points. Yeah, yeah. But they don't disguise the fact that. We, we we haven't scored at home in four games. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. pathetic. I love this club. Yeah, everybody listening knows how much I love this club. But that doesn't mean you have to blindly follow and and not criticize. That's pathetic. We haven't scored a goal at home in four it's, games. It's not ideal. No, it's not ideal. It's it's do just you, it's unforgivable. Do, do you think it's as simple as as no HF? Well, I mean, I, we spoke. I spoke to Steve about this in in part two. I feel like it's a bit of a sort of cycle, and I kind of feel like. The HF thing wouldn't uh, have had such a light shot on it if we'd won a home or scored a few goals. I think the longer it goes on without goals, the more people are like, oh, well, it might be because of the HF. I'm not sure. No HF is such an easy scapegoat for why we're doing poorly, though. That's why I don't particularly want to revisit this because there are clearly some people incapable of listening to words that are said into a microphone as they are incapable of reading the inference in words in a tweet. Just to clarify that for anybody who's still not certain about what I was saying in that tweet, that got so much stick from so few people and so much support from a lot of people is that that's not, that's not it. Cause, and it was based on Steve Parrish's programme notes when he went straight to the, the, you know, it's the hardest decision I've ever made. Well, you've sacked Deborah after four games. I'm guessing that should have been a harder decision. <laughs> it's like the answer to, as some people seem to think and as Steve Parrish seems to think, God love him, and hopefully we'll discuss this like gentlemen when I'm exhausted after mile three on Saturday the HF isn't the answer to the question because the, the, the way things are going I don't think we'll go down but the HF are going to be sod all use in the championship and this is not I'm not being critical of the HF I miss them they're fantastic but that's not the answer to our problems and on the, fact the pitch is, on the pitch and the fact is that people, people saying that is that what people say Ben Teke's just got a confidence problem it's like that's some, that yeah. shouldn't impact you. in the Premier League if you're a Premier League player something like that shouldn't impact your performance so much you know? Yeah, if like the HF are incredible, but the like a, a singing section should not make, be like the difference between a, a, a mid-table team and a relegation team. Yeah. No, I, th- I think it would be easier for all of us if we we're playing well. The HF thing wouldn't be such an issue. No, no. of course it would. And we'd all f- the, the atmosphere would probably be a bit better, but it, it all affects each other. The atmosphere yeah, is better because we're playing better. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I feel like, in a way, and I'm not saying it's completely down to it, but we do play a bit better when the atmosphere is better because it's almost like a you know there's less, less pressure and a more feel good factor. I'm not saying it's the only reason at all. And you're absolutely right. The the lack of HF and the lack of atmosphere is not why we are not scoring goals. Yeah. Playing well. well, for no. the most part, the HF aren't at away games. Uh, I, I think fight, some I mean, of them probably yeah, are. But the away atmosphere is, is necessarily better. But that, that, that the reason we're scoring goals away from home isn't because the fans are better away from home than they are at home. Why, did, why do you think it is? 
because I don't know. It's because teams have to attack us at home, yeah. away from home. Yeah, it's because we play slightly differently away from home because we're geared up to scoring goals on the break because we're terrified up because we get nervous at home because of the pressure as each game goes by without you scoring a goal at home it makes it harder for a striker to take one. I mean, yeah. we, we, what we need is what happened against Chelsea last year when after seven games without a goal we got a, a freakish double yeah. deflection for yeah. an own goal. That's what yeah. we need. Yeah, we do, and then more goals yeah. will come. But at the moment, you know, people say, "Oh well, we had five or six chances on Saturday. We did." But we didn't make them, mm. and we didn't have people in the box to take them when we did make them. And is it, it, is, it is frustrating that almost exactly a year later from last season, oh. we're saying, "Well, once that first goal comes, oh, it doesn't matter what it is. I'll take oh, a goal, take it off someone's ass." It's kind of, we're kind of back, and I guess this is my point at the moment. Every week on this pod, we seem to be sort of saying the same things about the lack of balance, the lack of personnel. We've said it for years. We've said it for years in the Premier League. Because poor teams at home. It's the same stuff. And that's where the frustrations come from, really. It's because because we, as a club, we've kind of uh, developed a culture of short-term fixes. Like Ayu, players like Ayu and stuff, they're not, clearly not brought in. It's admirable players like... um, Riederwald and Mayer have been brought in seemingly for the long term to be nurtured and, and be with us for a while, but they're not using them. And they're yeah. using players like just like like when we got Adebayor, it was a complete short term fix. There's no there's no is look that, into the is future. Is that a Premier League thing? The same with our managers. No, I don't think it is because there are other clubs like other clubs that inverted commas below us yeah. that are getting decent signings from you know. That, like yeah. out of nowhere, one, the best we can come Bournemouth. up with is, is is Rakip. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think there's a real problem with recruitment at our club. Although I suppose you could argue we don't have a big club mentality when it comes to recruitment. Well, I, I, Steve Parrish could argue that West Ham have just spent 150 million quid and they're below us in the table. Uh-huh. So there is there's no guarantee that. But we, it's just the fact that, with the exception of Mayer who's really exciting so it's the, most of our buyers in the past few years have been oh okay mm-hmm. yeah. even even when PVA and, and Luca came in and Sacco came in it was always and they've turned out to be brilliant signings yeah. but at the time it's like alright okay they well, all come Steve with a question mark Steve does talk about this in, in part two yeah. and, and kind of Palace's transfer approach to things um and he and it is quite interesting to hear it from a, from a club perspective I agree like I, I, I think we've been more more missed than hit at the moment and it'd be interesting to see whether Guaita starts playing and he won't with Wayne play well or I don't know, it's not at the moment it's six seasons yeah it's been like this for a long time the, the, out of all the, the all the signings we make all the people we get in even in terms of like even managerially in terms of backroom yeah. stuff far far more have been sort of left to rot on the bench and then yeah. unceremoniously dumped out than have actually become and like you mentioned all the the the, the sort of the prospects who are now fixtures in the side all come from a very very short window of time mm-hmm. yeah like in terms of the squad the squad that plays you've got a handful of people that came in under Sam and the rest have, have been here for donkey's years yeah yeah. I mean there is also injuries you know Benteke would have played a lot more games for us in the last couple of years without injuries Connor would have played more games yeah. without injuries but those, still Benteke's yeah. in the, that but, the, but the, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a corollary of the squad not being deep enough mm-hmm. But and also, the small club we've we've like, we've obviously got an injury problem as well. We, we 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 again, it's another thing we talk about every season for the past six seasons. Yeah, we just, always have injuries, and we're going to be talking about it for the whole season on this podcast and next season because I I do think we've got administrative deficiencies in in our club. Just the 
I think you're absolutely right. And uh, there seems there seem to be infrastructure problems. Yeah, and there have been for a long time. It's I mean even simple things like the it's magic. The half weight concourse is is magic because I I could see at half time at either end I could see glorious open vistas of space, but in the middle bit where we were. It was just impossible to move, literally impossible to move. And you think, well, how is this? Ha- it's 2018. How is this still happening? It's been painted. It's been. It's lovely. It's been painted. The floor's really nice. Looks great you, when you can you, see. You, the ceiling's nice, which is good. It gives you something to look at when you're being physically lifted off your feet, basically. And so it's it's just always that. It's recruitment. It's it's retention of managers. It's all sorts of stuff that we don't seem to be able to cope with as well as it's. We've said it before. It's like we're constantly surprised by being in the Premier League. But we're still here. But we're still here, and we love it. We're but the fact is, every just, season is like our first season. Absolutely, and every season it's like, and this, but this time this was supposed to be the season, and the first two games. And it we felt said like, that every single but season. But this time it felt like the season. The first two games, it, it felt like the season and when we got Frank De Boer. Well, well, do you know who I blame? It's, I still I blame Gary Neville <laughs> for saying out loud that we'll fi- we'll finish seventh. Yeah, that didn't help. And, and singing our praises so much. But the fact is that we thought, even after defeat at Liverpool, we all came away thinking, yeah, we played really well against a really good team, mm-hmm. and then. Well, I'm going to say it again. People are over me saying, if he says half time at Watford again, I'm going, to, <laughs> I'm going to cancel any donation I'm making to the wall. But something <laughs> happened at half time at Watford, and it's not been the same since. So it certainly hasn't been the same. Can I also mention, by the way? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure Street is not here because Street had to miss the game on Saturday. Yeah, uh, as we pointed out, when you're looking after your own child, it's not babysitting. <laughs> It's parenting. Yeah. But he had to miss the game because he was parenting his own child. But it was babysitting. He would have been so pleased to be at a game when the away fans were doing Hennessy all the way through. <laughs> yeah. He would, yeah. Have, he would have bumped over to that section just for 90 minutes when he just fell <laughs> a free boo at Hennessy. Uh, and ironically, he was probably our best player on the pitch. He was. I, again, the people who say he's just waiting for Gator to speak it to learning, so he's beyond me because Hennessy's the one player who probably yeah. comes out with it. He's, he's out of doing all this very well. Yeah. He's great at Bournemouth, best player at Bournemouth. Yeah. He's, he's doing very, very well. It's only fair to, to give him that praise. Um, let's hear from Steve Parrish then on, on a lot of subjects we've covered in, in this first part. Um, so here's his answers to that, uh, to your questions, and joining us for our 10 year anniversary podcast. Welcome back to part two of the five-year plan podcast, Pod 268, sponsored by Vector Printing for all your printer embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with her. Hi. <laughs> nice. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Oh, nice. A very good I will there. From today's special guest, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome back to the to the podcast, Palace Chairman Steve Parrish. How are you, mate? I need a fee for that part. <laughs> you did it very well. You Thank nailed you. it. You now actually have Thank to visit that website I'm as well. I'm a professional broadcaster now. <laughs> Um, thank you very much for being on the pod. And, and we should obviously, we mentioned in part one, that this is, this is our 10-year anniversary pod, literally to the week wow. this week, 10 years very ago. Very privileged. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for being our special guest. Almost as long as, as I've had the club, isn't it, really? Not far off. Yeah, eight yeah. and a half years now. Not far off. Pushing. A lot has happened in that time. Incredible, isn't it? <laughs> I was thinking of all the games I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. You know. That has been a few. I was trying to remember all the games I can't remember when we <laughs> lost. So I could learn to forget <laughs> yeah. the one on Saturday. Yeah, well, and being Palace fans, there's always there's always a lot of those kind of games. Um, we've got questions from our listeners. We've got questions from the guys that couldn't be here. Let's just start off by saying, I, th- I think at this point in the season, we were hoping we'd be 
doing better than we are further up the table? How are you feeling at the moment at this point in the season? Yeah, exactly the same. I think everybody is. We, um, we've, we've conspired, haven't we, to lose games that you know, we should have drawn and won games that we have drawn. So I think um, you know, there's quite a lot of points that, that we all feel we've left on the table. You know, the players, the management, everybody. You know, it's not for the want of trying or planning or effort. Just you can lose every Premier League game, every single one of them. You know, they are incredibly tough. They all hang in the balance for long periods and the first goal is, is very important. Yeah. I guess as well, and the feeling we kind of get from our listeners and, and on the panel as well is that this was another summer where we thought this is time to kick on. You know, we've, the manager stayed, which is obviously <laughs> rare for Palace. A time for us to maybe kick on and actually kind of get to mid-table and, and, and with these results, it's just it's feeling a bit kind of deflated, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think we've got to get, you know, very early. Yeah. Got yeah. More po- we've got more points than we had this time last year, so... Uh, we're coming into a tough period, aren't we? But, yeah. you know, maybe in a way that takes the pressure off us a little bit, you know, where, um, you know, we're not expected to win. We're not expected to break teams down. We, you know, people will come and play, give us a little bit more space. You know, maybe that will play into our in our favour, we'll see. Yeah, we do seem to still struggle, don't we, at home against teams that come and sit and park the bus. Still haven't quite found a sort of formula for doing that. Everyone's so organised. Um, I don't know. I haven't really caught up with 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 Roy, but I think I think we were surprised at how much they sat in. I certainly was. I think they thought they'd get on the ball and play a little bit more, you know. Um, but they really did just say, "Go on, have the ball and yeah. see what you can do." Yeah. Um, I think it's tough in those circumstances against Premier League sides. You know, they they were they got all their distances right, didn't they? They blocked all the. Holes, we found it very hard to get an incisive pass. Um, although they were very deep, they were all sort of compressed in a mm. small area of the pitch. It just, just was no space and we fell to a bit of a sucker punch, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I'm still not obviously scored a goal at home. Is that, is that a worry for us? Only worry because people will keep going on about it. I mean, the, la- the lack of goals is obviously a, 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 an issue. Um, something that, you know, the guys I'm sure will be will be working hard to rectify. Mm. Um, you know, in the end, if you if you get every area of the pitch right, then you'll you know you'll that's where we want to be, isn't it? But yeah. um, you know, this year Wayne's playing very well. Defence are playing very well. Typically, um, we're not quite firing up front, so difficult times. Yeah, when that first goal came, I mean, it was, it was about this time last season, wasn't it? We had that terrible start, and then we scored that first goal at home to Chelsea, and then Wilf had another one. When that first goal comes at Sellers. It's going to take the roof off, isn't it? It's going to be. It's going to. It's going to sort of, I guess, be a feeling of relief, isn't it? Of course, um, but we've got an away fixture next, so you know, hopefully, we can get some goals there as well and carry on a good form away. So, mm. you know, it's, it's we've made it a little bit tougher earlier than we than, than we needed to, but it's a long season. Everybody has periods where they're doing well and periods where maybe they're not doing well. We've just got to keep on keeping on. You know, we don't have much choice at this stage. No, we don't. And we, didn't, we turned it around last season, didn't we, after that record-breaking yeah. start. So yeah. it's very Palace, but we can do it. Yeah, look, we, 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 we know we've got a good team, good group of players, good manager, good assistants, you know, good fans. It's tough. It's a tough division. You know, we, we, you don't, you've got no right to win games because you've got certain names on your team sheet. Um, you've got to go out there and, and, and fight every game to, to, to try and get the win. And 
that's what we do and that's what we'll carry on doing and, and hopefully that will see us have enough points at the end of the season to have a good finish. Yeah, still a long way to go. Um, we've got a lot of questions and a lot of subjects to cover. I'm sure you know what a lot of them are. Are you ready to delve in? Go. <laughs> Should we go big Hit. with the first one? Hit me. You know, I never duck a question. <laughs> yeah, okay. The HF and the singing section. A lot of people have been asking us, what is the latest with that? Do we know if they're returning this season? Do we know what the latest is with the people in Block E for next season? Where are we with that? So, we've come to a decision, a very, very difficult one, which, you know, we put out the statement last week. I think it's a good compromise on on what was originally sought, which would have been a very, very difficult to make work with sight lines and standing and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, we're very focused on getting this done for next season. Uh, letters will go out in the next few days to people that will be directly affected. I know it's incredibly difficult for them. We know we've put together a package of measures that we hope will soften things. But on balance, we felt a very difficult decision. But the the weight of opinion was mm-hmm. that we needed to progress with the atmosphere. We need we need to, at the very least, get back to where we were. And if, 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 if possible, which was the original plan, is to make it better. We were never against the original plan. We just wanted to minimise the disruption for supporters. Um, and of course, it's apparent to everybody um, that things are not where they, you know, where they could be and, and, and where we all want them to be. So everybody can take a view about what's happened and... and whether it could have been handled differently. I, I personally don't think there's any particular way of handling bad news for people, apart from being honest and upfront, you know, and um, we've tried to keep it to a minimum. The letters will go out. We think we've put together a package of measures that at least shows how much we care. It's going to cost the club a significant sum of money, uh, probably. So, you know, we've we've put our weight behind what a large majority of the supporters seem to want. Were you surprised by how quickly the, not backlash, but when you released that statement and then the HF released their petition and that got a lot of signatures really quickly, it was like 10,000 within a couple of days. Were you surprised by how quickly people really got behind that? Were the club kind of ready for that? Yes, because I think unless you're one of the people affected, I don't know why you would say no. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's easy for everybody to say, it's, it's, all, it's like if I said, I'm... Um, giving away free food unless you're one of the people that are having it taken away from you why would you say no to it you know it's a it's a it's it's a non-question to disagree with unless you're one of the people that are affected yeah um so and i I don't think that ten thousand people on a petition makes it any more palatable to them you know that, that, that so we we will deal with them as a club compassionately we will do everything we can to make them feel that we value them and, and we, you know, as I said, we're going to put significant money into the thing to make sure that, you know, they get as soft a landing as possible. And That's this is the people in Block E and not the HF? <laughs> no, I mean, the, the HF will obviously uh, pay full price for their seats. And, 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 yeah. and, 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 you know, the people that will participate in the singing section. But I think if you're going to do something, there's no point fudging it. 
you know, if we just said, oh, we're looking for people that sing, what's going to stop the people and they're just saying, oh, we'll sing or we'll stand up or we'll participate? You know, we've got, as you look at the pitch, the right-hand side of the stand, block B, block D, we've got that as a kind of, you know, wall of noise if they're yeah. encouraged with the right um, the right influences, you know, which I think they're still being good and there's still noise, but it's just not quite as coordinated, is it? And I think that, that it does lack something because of that. And then I think... You know, from the top of uh, F, you know, it will spread out and down if we can get a group of, of, of very vocal supporters mm. at the back of E. Yeah. And I think hopefully um, solve some of the issues that are in there anyway with people standing and, and wanting to sit and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think that unfortunately some people will, will not be happy with the decision. I understand that. We've had to move people before for various reasons. Um, and I hope that we can make them understand, you know, and, and, and that they'll see it's for the greater good. So has there been discussions with the HF recently? And do we know if they're returning this season? There's rumours they might be back for the next home game. Well, look, we, we've... Let, let, you know, I want to make it clear. We, we believe in the singing section, you know, and we believe in improving the atmosphere, trying to keep moving forward. It's been a, an important part of what's gone on here for eight and a half years. Yeah. Um, and there's a group of supporters that, you know, obviously, as we know, are in the vanguard of that. You know, I don't, we don't speak to them every day, you know, to ask them what they want us to do. You know, I mean, it's, that's, that's not the relationship. You know, I'm not going to run away from this. We, we've made the decision on balance as being the right decision. There are all sorts of positions you could take. You know, you get stubborn, you can bury it in the sand, you can... But from the moment that this was floated... It was very. It was never going to please everybody. It was impossible to please everybody. Um, and as far as what happens now, I can tell you my opinion, which I would tell them, mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm not. We think this is the right thing for the club. Between now and the end of the season, given that people think that that has an influence on what happens on the pitch given what's going on on the pitch, I would like to think that every person that loves the club will now do their utmost to do the best for the football club. And I think that other fans, particularly those that are giving and making a sacrifice, will be disappointed if given the way that everybody's, you know, the, the decision that's made and the way that we've reacted to this in a positive, constructive way. Um, I think fans will be disappointed if the atmosphere doesn't get somewhere mm. back to, you know, people don't make the effort at least. Yeah. So that's, um, and, and we would facilitate that. I mean, obviously we have sold tickets in there for, but there's plenty of seats in there, you know, in the front of Block B to make this this work. So, it's it's not for me now. I don't control anything. You know, all I can control is what happens next year. I'm going to go and knock on people's doors and ask them, beg them to come. You know, support the team. You know, yeah. that's that's. Um, I support the team. I'll be at Middlesbrough away. I was at West Brom away. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I believe in leading by example. You know, I there's very 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 few games I've missed in the last eight and a half years. If you love the team, you support the team through yeah. thick and thin. You know, that's what it's all about. And I appreciate the position that people took. I, 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 you know, to a certain extent, 
applaud people having a point of view. You know, it's a, it's the football club is a is a is a is a family environment. You know, we all got this thing that we love, and sometimes we have difficult decisions to make. And that's you know my the head of it. You know, my job to make them, and we've made that now. And I think everybody should try and support it, and we should try and do our utmost to apologise to those people that are affected. All of us as fans. And I don't think that we would be apologising to them as well as we can if we don't try and improve things. And that's on all of us to do that. Do we know which rows of blocky it is yet? Do we know sort of where this is going to be? We had a few people tweeting us sort of asking if they're going to be Everybody will be contacted separately. And I'd rather, you know, they're contacted. But, people, you know, it possibly isn't as many as people think. Mm-hmm. But it is a substantial amount, you know. There's no point. And, and, and this was the thing I said all the way along, was that... You can't dress this up. You know, it, it it will affect some people adversely. You know, we, we, we said it right from the beginning. You know, it's it was... You know, I think I've been... It's been obvious to me what, how it would play out in a way. It's, it's, it's... There's nothing... I don't look back on it. And I look back on many things and think, oh, I wish I'd have done that differently. I don't really look back on this and think it could have played out any differently yeah. you know I think that the vast majority of supporters have said that they want this to happen a small group of supporters will be affected by it I want to do as much as I can reasonably to give those people a soft landing and to look after them because we value them um, and I hope in the round everybody gets behind it as something for the greater good I equally hope that whatever people feel they can individually do to improve the performance of the team, that they come and do it as quickly yeah. as possible. I guess you're saying, like, do you think that a consultation with those fans in that area would have been impossible then because someone would have said no, someone would have said yes, and you maybe wouldn't have learnt much from that? Or do you think that should have, you should have done that? Um, well, first of all, I think we had to get the solution that works. Mm-hmm. And, and with sight lines and standing, there is only really one solution that minimises the disruption I mean, what we were talking about previously was massive disruption, was thousands of people moving, people applying for a singing section. Well, if I sat there, I'd just say, well, I'll sing. And then what am I going to do? Go and haul people out that aren't singing. I mean, you know... It's a singing police, aren't they? Re- exactly. Realistically, if we're going to do it, certain people are going to be displaced. Now, we can talk about it as much as we like. But if the decision in the end... You know, let's just be upfront about it. If the decision in the end is we're going to move them or ask them to move, you know, to somewhere that we think is, as I said, gives them a soft landing, then then a, a consultation would be fairly pointless. Mm-hmm. Because if I was there, I would just say, well, I don't want to move, since you're asking me. Mm-hmm. And there will be people that, that, that will feel There's like people that, that I know yeah. they don't want to move. I, and, I, and I completely understand it. And I completely understand how they feel. Yeah. But I also understand, you know, the point of view of the people that feel that we should support creating a good atmosphere and maintaining a good atmosphere and try and move forward and be in the vanguard of, of you know of where we've been rather than fall behind so yeah. you know I, I unfortunately cannot please all of the people all of the time yeah. in this job do you think if, if we'd if we'd won a few home games and we hadn't had this sort of disappointing form that it might not have shed a light on on that so much because the atmosphere has affected a bit and I do I see it if it's kind of this eternal circle thing doesn't it? the team do well the fans saying the fans saying the team do well do you think if we'd actually got better results it might not have been such a such a big thing maybe maybe but I do think 
let's be very clear, you know, that particular group of supporters and I have not had a plain sailing <laughs> over the last eight years. You know, we, we, we have... But at, gen, generally, I think they're a force for good. I think they're good boys. I think they're a force for good. I think that they produce a lot of colour and they produce a lot of good things for our football club. You know, it's hard for me to not take them seriously when they're on every piece of marketing we, you know, we put out. And, um, and I, I've got to go with my beliefs. I feel they've added a lot to it. You know, I do. And, and I'm not supporting one fan against another. I am just trying to look at it in the round. You know, I've, people have asked me for, for a long time, how do you get the atmosphere? Well, you've got to embrace, you've got to take some risks. You know, you've got to embrace the people that, that, that make a difference and you've got to tell them to behave properly. You know, you've got to have no quarter with people that aren't prepared to come and behave properly. We've, you know, we put incredibly high-powered CCTV in there. You know, you know that we've evicted people and, and banned people from there before. You know, there's a level of behaviour that is safe and that we can tolerate and there's a level of behaviour that I won't tolerate and I can't tolerate because I don't want to see them or other supporters get hurt. I don't want to see them get arrested. I don't want to see that kind of thing in a football stadium. Mm. Um, but, and I, once we got over any of those initial things, I think they brought an enormous amount to the, to the proceedings. And as people quite rightly pointed out, we've moved fans for other reasons before, mm-hmm. you know, for the gantry, for the for director's box. You know, we've, we've, we, 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 so in the end, we have to progress as a football club. And, I felt that we were damned if we do, damned if we didn't in some regards. So why not do the best long-term decision for the football club? And sometimes I have to be brave. And I do understand that that doesn't mean anything if you've been in a seat for a long, long time with your mates around you. I know it's going to be a big upheaval and we're going to try and make it as painless as possible. Um, But that's life sometimes yeah so those letters will be going out soon so hopefully yes. in effort, they'll find us soon finally then on that a lad called Jim Thompson has tweeted us in and says the new singing section sounds exciting I want to be a part of it how do I do that so will people get to know how to find out how to be a part of that next season yeah I mean yes I mean I think that we broadly got the people I think that will go in there I just think that there is some, probably some room from other people if anybody wants to be a part of a singing section absolutely they should write in um it may be that some other people on the edges might feel peripherally affected by it and they also, you know, take up other seats in the stadium. They're not directly affected by it. I don't think there's any reason, you know, for us to... People standing up next to you and yeah. more than... You know, I don't think it's probably not blocking your sight line or, or whatever. Yeah, as long as sight lines aren't affected. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they may, you know, there may be some tickets become available and I think it, I think it'd be an organic thing. I think when we've, when we've experimented with it at the cup games... It creates such an epicenter of noise. It does encourage people, and it and it and it and it spreads out. And I think that there will be ample opportunity for people to get in there and, and, and join in. And of course, if we can create this wall of, that's what we're all aiming for: yeah. is this wall of noise, um, something that's completely unique, if we can, to the to the Premier League. Um, then you know, I, I think it, overall it will be a, a thing for good, it, albeit the guys that are affected you know might never feel that way and 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 that's awful and i and i hope i hope we get to the end of next season and they're in new seats and they love it and it's a good experience and you know yeah we've looked after in, Palace in europe or something like that then something like that <laughs> would be great wouldn't it um on keeping on the stadium then 
uh, we've had people asking about the new main stand. What's the latest with that? Um, where are we with the application with that? Well, the new main stand, we've got some issues. There's, um, f- you know, final things to work out with the council. They're being very constructive. There's no problems. It just it just takes longer mm-hmm. than we thought it would. Um, it might put back the start date slightly, um, but we're pushing on. You know, we're pushing on. Unfortunately, as these things do tend to slide, and mm-hmm. um, but but we are on the front foot with it, and we're doing our utmost to get the final agreements that we need in place to get it done. Do we, is, is there a rough start date, or is that? Too well, we were hoping the end of this season, but it, it's drifting away from us slightly. Um, but we're still, you know, if we can make it happen, then we, you know, we will. Yeah, yeah. And I've got, I've got written down here, safe standing question mark. And I've, I was just thinking about that when you were talking about the singing section as well. I know the club have in the past sort of publicly backed that is that something that's still kind of on the plan for you guys or, or is yeah, it harder think, than that well I just think we have to be um, we have to be realistic about where we are with that there's a lot of myths um, around it you know at the moment it is not legal that's what we're told by the Premier League it's not legal to have safe standing apparently there are some row seats that have gone into the new Tottenham Stadium okay. and as long as they're bolted down as seats all the time they can be in the stadium they're just a different type of seat I guess that's mm-hmm. my understanding one of the biggest myths is that it will reduce the cost and increase the capacities which right now that's not what's happening in this country that is what's happening in Germany but in this country and and and, and Britain, I talk about this country, Celtic, it's the same density, just with rail seats. So it's safer to stand up because the guy behind you can't fall yeah. on you, etc. Um, so I'm a big fan of it because I think people are going to stand. And if they're going to stand, then why not make it safer? Yeah. I also think the most important thing about it is that we can then designate standing areas officially. Mm-hmm. And we can police other areas and make people only stand up in moments of excitement and make sure that, you know, people who don't want to stand up for a whole game have got a good view and all that kind of thing. So, but it's not here yet. It doesn't exist. It doesn't give us any more people in, a, in an area. It does arguably make standing safer and then allow you to say, this section is standing. It, don't go in there if you don't want to stand yeah. up the whole game because most people probably are. If you go in this section, we're going to look after you and make sure that people sit down. Yeah. So it's actually for the people that want to sit down that we want it as much as for the people that want to stand up. Yeah. So I think it would be a sensible move. I understand all the sensitivities around it from government because of the things that have happened in the past. These things take time. We live in a safe society where we, we you know, quite rightly put safety, you know, Sometimes paramount is the wrong word, I think, because I think we should put the enjoyment of supporters first yeah. and making it safe as obviously a prerequisite of that enjoyment. So what, what, do, what, what, what do people want to do? What do our population want to do when they go to an event? How do they want to enjoy it? Oh, they want to do that? Great. How can we now make that safe? And I think that's what we've got, you know, we've got to get right in this debate. And I think we will eventually. And um, I'm sure then, you know, it's something we'll look at. And this is a different time now, isn't it, in terms of safe standing and, and, and impl- implementing that sort of thing? Yeah. People, we've come a long way, haven't we? Yeah, we've come a long way in football stadia and things, but can't be complacent, you know, and, and it doesn't take, you know, any one incident 
Um, but I do think people stand up at football anyway. Mm. And rail seating just makes standing up safer. So I can't see, you know, if, if it made anything more dangerous, then I would, if, you know, if we were going to put it in in the density that they put it in in Germany, which they don't seem to have incidents, but it does seem very dense, yeah. you know, in those yeah. stadiums, then then I think we'd have more concerns. But all the right people are looking at it at the Premier League. All the right people are looking at it in government, I'm sure. And I, and I feel comfortable we'll get there. Because Shrewsbury have got it, haven't they? If that, they, they put a couple of rail seats in? Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, I'm told we can't do it yeah. because of the law. So if there's certain experiments going on... Yeah, it might be that. Uh, it might be that. Uh, you know, the guy that sells all the seats that's got the campaign going... Um, sort of constantly telling us this is definitely it and this is going to happen well you know when we're officially informed we can have them yeah we'll we'll look at doing it and i guess maybe i'm just thinking there talking maybe uh, away sections should all be rail seating because everyone stands at away games all the away fans come to sell us stands and i've always stood at an away game maybe it should be away away and should be rail seating yeah maybe yeah. i mean i think everybody will look at it you know i just I, I think the other thing the soft benefit is it's hard to sing and Really, do you know what I mean? It's hard to really create an atmosphere when you're sitting down all yeah. the time. It, yeah, yeah. It, it just is, you know. Yeah. And I think that 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 you know, let's face it, there are unofficial standing areas, aren't there, in grounds? So we'll see. Ho- hopefully, good sense will prevail and it will come in soon. Should we move on to transfers? Because yeah. someone's tweeted tweeted us a stat. I haven't checked it, but I assume it's true. Says out of the seven signings that have arrived since Roy joined, they've collectively had seven starts from a possible seventy-four. Is that a worry, or is that just indicative of players needing time to settle? So the seven are Racket, Yak, Serlot, Maya, Guaita. Yeah. Okay. So let's go through them. Two more. But I mean, that's so. You know, really, back in last January, you know, we were, we, had, we had an injury crisis we knew we would come yeah. through. We almost needed some players to train with um, that wouldn't, you know, be too upset. If, they, you know, we could have a look at, maybe they were a reasonable buy. Um, also, we're trying to buy more development players rather than buying players at the top of their curve, at the top of their game, particularly with Dougie coming back. You know, we're trying to buy... Um, and, and we needed cover, cover, you know, that at centre-back, we just needed that yeah. absolute last-ditch, yeah. you know, cover. Um, so, Racket was a maybe, you know, pretty low cost, maybe. Yak's development player, he's gone to uh, Turkey, mm-hmm. he's doing pretty well out there. So, last report I had, played 90, 90 minutes back-to-back. Um, so, you know, if you look at us as a football club, so many criticisms you can level at us I'm, I'm sure but certainly you know trying to develop the players that are going to come through and replace the ones that we've got rather than keep going into the market and buying ready-made Premier League players mm. um, we 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 all felt internally we'd be okay last season once we had our big players back um, which we were yeah which we were so we didn't feel the need as much as other people might have felt the need to go crazy and, and equally on a striker, you know, we knew that Christian was coming back, um, and but we felt that we needed some cover. And actually, uh, Alexander came in and did ever, ever so well. Um, um, he, you know, he's, he's, he's did ever so well in the West Brom game. Um, so, 
you know, we, we, we got a good first 16. You know, we we're trying to bolster that and, and, and improve on it and give us options. And of course, um, you know, still other players like Connor coming back, etc. Um, the, the, the goalie, um, we tried to buy in January. Um, they, we couldn't agree a price. We took him on a free because we thought, again, that was sensible because we thought we'd be okay. Mm. Wayne's done ever so well since then. We're now fortunate that we've got um, three great goalies at the club. So we're covered there. And I think everybody would agree, you know, that's, Wayne's been excellent, you know, this season. So, um, it's 25-man squad. You know, we're trying to build a 25-man squad. Mm. Um, other than that, who else have we got in the seven? Kiate uh, was the other one I could think Kiate's of. Kiate's going to be a regular, you know. I mean, I think that we all knew we needed to thicken up the midfield. Oh, and Ayu. And Ayu's played, you know, I mean... If you take those, they haven't been in 70 odd games, have they? No, so, well, it's collective, so, isn't it? So, yeah, well, okay, but that's that's a misnomer, isn't it? I mean, they've been here for eight games, yeah. And you know, Jordan's featured a lot, and uh, Czech's featured a lot. Um, Max, he's obviously finding his feet a little bit with the with with the Premier League, but I think he's you know starting to show what he's all about. Mm. You know, I think he's another excellent signing. So, um, that's six. What's the seventh? I want to cover them all. <laughs> we said, hang on, Serlot, Rakip and Yak, Guaita, Kayate, Max, and are you? We've done them all. We've done them. So, just, just to back on what you said there, there, about signing a ready-made Premier League player, is that ever possible? Yeah, Am James I... Tompkins, ready-made Premier League player. Scott Dan, when we signed him, had played in the Premier League, done very well. I mean, from, from outside, or is that, is that a big gamble? In terms of scouting and stuff, like well, how easy is think... it to identify it? A player like that. Well, I think you know when you when you, what we're talking about is, you know, we've been signing the likes of Mamadou Saka, Christian Benteke, yeah, um, James Tompkins, um, you know, players of that sort of caliber, um, not cheap, and yeah. you know, it's the fact of the matter is we are where we are right now as a, as, a, as a football club, you know. Um, so we're trying to be smarter about what we buy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was talking to my partners about Yak, you know, Valerian Ishmael. <laughs> yeah, I remember him. Most people thought it was the worst signing we ever made as a centre-back. Yeah. You know, it's a very, he's very young, 20-something. He's very young, you know, when you're low 20s for, generally for a centre-back. Yeah. And he went on to win the Bundesliga, Valerian Ishmael. You know, r- rubbished at Crystal Palace. He wasn't an instant success, you know. And that's not normally like us, but in that case, it was a transfer record. So, yeah. you know, we, we needed some last-ditch cover, we felt. We got a good prospect. He played for the Poland national side. Regular Poland under-21, played for the full side against England. Um, plays on the front foot. Um, quick tall um, needs development mm-hmm. could have helped us a little bit then helped us in training so I think one of the things supporters you know we need 11 v 11 in training you know it's not yeah. a question of you know we all just turn up with 15 players that fit and that's okay and and for the manager sometimes you don't want players that expect to play you know it doesn't really help the group so you know we worked with the manager then and and you know, we, we, we've been, I've been extremely happy with the transfer business that we've done since Dougie came back to the club. And, and for me, it's a joy having him here, you know, and working with him again and working with Roy. Um, 
And I think we got our business done earlier. You know, I thought we were a lot of things that people have been complaining to me about, quite rightly, frankly. Um, and I think we've upped our game, you know, and we've, we've got better value for money. Uh, the pro- problem is, is that people are spending a lot of money around us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even though we're putting money in, people are putting crazy money in, you know. Um, so, but that doesn't go on forever. And we don't get beaten by the amount of money somebody spends. We've got a fantastic squad, mm-hmm. you know, and we, 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 we're, we're pretty happy with where we are. I've had an interesting question from Mike Wicks, and he says, what does a, tran- what does a successful transfer strategy look like for a team like Palace? And how close to achieving it do you think we are? I think we're... Well, you want to be smart, don't you? Mm-hmm. I think it highlighted in this transfer window, I was really pleased with the reaction of the fans, our fans, that they're not just looking for us to spend money. You know, because... The easiest thing in the world is to spend money in football if you've got it. You know, I mean, you can waste money so easily. Um, People were like, we like Max, we like Chet. They didn't go, oh, you've only spent X. They were like, it's a good window, that. Um, And I like that about our supporter base. They're they're smart. So I think people want want to be smart and look for opportunities. You know, we're never going to outbid everyone, are we? And if we just, you know, I think we'd all agree, Mavadu Sacco and... These players are great players, you know, but it's not a long-term sustainable strategy for us to be paying, you know, 20-plus million quid for defenders, etc. So um, we, we need a balance. We need to improve the academy. We need to get more players through from the academy because we should be. We've got a great track record. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron, of course, as well, has come through and Wilfred and, you know, we used, obviously, people forget, little Johnny was obviously yeah. intrinsic to us getting promoted. So... But we've got, you know, we've got to do better everywhere because it's an arms race. You know, everybody's doing better around us. Everyone's trying hard and everyone's smart. Um, and the market for players is so inflated. So, you know, when we, when we, you know, the Max Meyer transfer took me back to, you know, the Glen Murrays and the, you know, it, it, it was a typical, you know, I remember Dougie first mentioned, you know, I got the list and, and, and I went, that's, that's the one that's got, us written all over it, yeah. you written all over it, you know, and Dougie worked tremendously hard with Ian to get that one done. Um, and, you know, I think Max will be a big success. But let's say for some reason isn't. It's It was still the right decision because the risk-reward curve of that deal is right for our football club. Um, so I know, you know, we should have bought a striker and I don't think there's a club in the land who doesn't want a striker half the time, you know. Yeah. It's... it's, it's Christian, unfortunately, has got a knock, so you'll have to see where that takes us. I'm sure Roy will have an update at some point in the, in, in, next yeah. week. Um, Connor's coming back, though. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully, you know, we're all fingers crossed for him that that, that he, you know, I think he's back in training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have the odd text chat with him just to give him a bit of encouragement. It's been a dark time. I know the roof certainly will come off Solos Park when he comes back because... Yeah. You know, he can give us a lot um, along with Alex and Jordan. So, um, I, I think we could have done better. Of course, I do at times in the transfer market. I look at the players that we don't sign, sign for other people. You know, these, there's tiny margins in this game of, mm. of success and failure. You know, at the end of the day, we'll be judged on 38 games. So, 
And we've obviously, you know, Maya, Guaita, Surlot, the guys from last January as well. Is there a concerted push to look for players outside the UK? Um, and is there any reason behind that, sort of lack of value in the English market or anything like that? Yeah, I guess I felt I've been a bit safe, you know, and... Um yeah, you know, we, 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 I think, we, frankly, we were, we were spending at an unsustainable rate. So we can't go on. You know, we, we, we have to be the same for every club. You know, you come up, you spend 100 million. You don't spend 100 million every transfer window. Yeah. You know. Well, Spurs didn't spend anything, spend anything this transfer window. No, look, and you, and you get, you know, you make, you, you, you bring players to club, if of course it doesn't work out, you know, that's always going to happen and you, you get a little bit, hamstrung by those things as well the more you go on you know so um, yeah certainly it's with Dougie with the team that we've got in place be a bit bolder about um, where we look mm-hmm. and of course we're growing our network of trust the people that we you know believe want to recommend people to us for the right reasons and we, we, we've got many more people on the ground you know we've built that infrastructure so yeah, we're fighting on a lot of fronts. You know, we've got the academy, which keeps saying we're close to announcement, but we are, mm-hmm. and we're working in the background on that. So it, there's many facets that we think will give us a competitive advantage over time, but you can't do it all at once. Yeah, and is there a reason we haven't signed many from the championship? Is that are those prices inflated as well, or is there a worry about a sort of step up at the gap or anything like that? Um, there's some we'd like to sign from the championship with the right player to get in the team, you know. Um, I I was signing players from, a lot of players from the Championship, wasn't I, before, but mm-hmm. um, with other managers. No, there's no reason. We, we, we don't, you know, we're scouting everywhere. You know, your first, your probably first place you're looking is the Championship. Um, it's hard to get value for money everywhere because everyone's attitude, oh, you're a Premier League club, therefore he's worth yeah. 10 million. Start point. Yeah. You know, um, you know, do I look and think that other clubs... You've got to judge it across a season. You know, I remember last September, October, looking at some of the signings that clubs had made. If you remember, Swansea had a great start. Signed Roque Messa and mm-hmm. Renato Sanchez. Yeah, Sanchez, yeah. You know, and we thought, oh, we've missed, you know, we've had the opportunity to do those. We've missed a couple there. But, but then they didn't really deliver for them over the season, you know, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. Every player you sign is a risk. Um, and and everybody's got a degree in hindsight, you know, when they don't work out. Um, I think over the eight and a half years, done a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we need to do better. I think we need to do better. Nobody needs to tell me that. I, you know, we do. And obviously there's one name on everyone's lips, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Roy said recently he'd be interested in signing him again in January. I think Ruben said if he's not playing at Chelsea, he'd be happy to come back to Palace. Can you tell us anything about that? Is anything happening there? Or? Well, I don't think it, you know, it, I don't know if it helps us to constantly talk about it. You know, Ruben Loftus Cheek is a contracted player to Chelsea. You know, if, if Chelsea will decide whether they want to loan him out, Chelsea will decide, along with his, the representative of the player, where he goes. If, if they want to loan him out, then. I'm sure it would be a player that we and a lot of other clubs would be interested in. Um, if that because he's been at our club, that might play in our favour, might not. I don't know. You know, I mean, I can't... We centre these things too often about one player. 
you know, we've also got to look at what we might need in January, you know, and that will play out as well. What, 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 what do we need, if anything? Mm-hmm. You know, because the starting point isn't always that we have to sign someone, you know. What do we need, if anything, to fix any problems we've got or cover what we've got or whatever? So that will be fluid between now and January. And, and Ruben, along with a lot of other players, will, will be in our thoughts if they're made available. Is January a harder window than the summer? It's nearly as long as the summer one now. The yeah, now it's going cut short, isn't it? Okay, short. Um, I think... I don't think any transfer windows can be described as easy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it depends where you are, doesn't it? You know, it depends where you are yeah. and what your... Um, I mean, the the one... When you look back on the one that in, in January um, 17... You know, that that felt very hard at the time, but I think we did a pretty good job, you know. With well, they're all, they're all regulars now, aren't they? All regulars, yeah. So, they're all difficult. Yeah. They're all difficult unless you're... Well, they're all difficult for everyone. I don't... You know, it's easy to say it's easy if you've got more money or whatever. Yeah. They'll tell you it's difficult. We've, we've had a few good Januaries, haven't we? We've had the, the first one when we came up and we had Scott Dan and Wayne, Tom Ince, Joe Deadly. We've had some good January windows, but I, just, I get all, the impression from the outside all, that they are those, difficult. As you know, I'm only responsible for the bad signings, <laughs> so all of those were done by somebody else. I know <laughs> nothing about any of those. <laughs> Listen, we, we've we've done a decent job with this football club, but we could do better. You know, every day I get up, as I often say to people. I know a million more mistakes I've made than you do. So, you know what I mean? If you really want to have a conversation about mistakes, I I can't sit here with just regretting things that haven't worked out. You know, I've got just move forward and make, make, make things work and learn from the mistakes. As I've often said to people, success is the big danger. Success is a very bad teacher. It makes smart people think they can't lose. Mm-hmm. And that's a Bill Gates quote, and it's brilliant because, you know... Every single mistake you make at least teaches you something. Mm. Um, we've we've got Dougie at the club, Ian, me, good manager, trying to make more, better, smarter, long-term decisions. That's all you know. All we can do. I think everybody would agree that in the round it's going all right. Could it be going better? Of course. Do I want to be where we are? Does Roy want to be where we are right now? No. But we're all together. And if we can get back together on the terraces as well, you know, I think that's very, very important. It's very important for me that we are as one, as much as possible in this football club. When I go on the Marathon March on Saturday, which I'm looking forward to immensely, are you doing it again? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> have not trained you, a You were the day. only reason that frightened me. I've, <laughs> Terrified of life at me looking at the state of you at the end of it last year. <laughs> it was not pretty. Um, it, it, it just I'm overwhelmed sometimes by the support that you get from people mm-hmm. and, and the sense of togetherness that everybody's got at this, at this football club. And that's what gets us through, really. And, I, and I, I understand people's frustrations. I understand that, you know, not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to think that you make the right decisions I think they do know that they're made with the best intentions of the, of, of the club at heart. I, you know, and they, if they don't know, they should know. There's a lot of people that work incredibly hard to make things better. You know, 
you know, I'm as excited about the Arthur Waite, you know, doing up the Arthur Waite concourse and the mm. new stand. And I mean, I'm excited about everything. But, you know, I wake up every day and these things will not happen on their own, you know. Um, we've got a lot to do. And, and, and we need to be better in every area. And that's what we're trying to do. We've got a new CFO at the club, a new lawyer at the club. Got a new person running there for hospitality, which has improved no end because we've got to build a journey for hospitality so that we can sell out the hospitality areas in the new stadium. You know, there's an enormous amount of planning that goes in place um, to try and improve, to take a football club that was 20, 30 years underinvested. I mean, I know it's difficult sometimes. I was looking back at some pictures of the stadium. It was, mm. you know, I know people can't really, but it was just terrible, you know, and the infrastructure and all of the. You know, we, we've spent, we added it up the other day, we spent 20-odd million just on infrastructure in the, you know, floodlights, um, which is a shame, though, because they all flash on and off with different, nobody likes it, do they? But we do amazing <laughs> Everyone light does shows. it, though. Bournemouth did it the other night. Well, I, I just think it's incredible, the, the light shows that you can do. I don't know, it's American or it's, I don't understand what people don't like about it. You know, it just, I don't know whether we should have a poll on that you know but Maybe. some really nice lighting effects I just think it creates a bit of theatre and a bit of drama and you know it's the, I don't think American stadiums have got it I think we're in the vanguard you know unlike the old tungsten floodlights where it took half an hour after you turned them off these things you can you, you know you can work two at a time on and off and, and in any sequence and all that stuff with music and mm. whatever so you know I'd like to I, I do realise there's some issues with people um with epilepsy and mm-hmm. things like that and yeah. we need to be very careful of that and you know make sure that we give all the warnings out but you know the cabling for Sky the Deso pitch I mean look at the pitch there's a pitch like this at Sellers people don't see the money that goes into the training ground you know all the work for the pitches and for the players and for the physio and for the medical centre and all those kind of things mm. so there's loads of areas we're improving as a football club does it go as fast as I want it to no has our transfer policy been as brilliant as it could have possibly been no do I think I could do better? Yes. Am I bringing in people around me that will help? Yes. But they've got to be people that care. They've got to be people I trust. Mm. That's my criteria. They've got to be good at it, obviously, but they've got to care and, they, and they've got to be trustworthy. So that's what we're trying to do. And, and, and hopefully, with everybody's support, we can stay in the league as we gradually improve and then hopefully kick on up the league. I want to get onto the marathon march. Just before that, do, you're talking about sort of fan interaction there. Do you, do you find it hard to block out the noise sometimes? Because you're very active on social media, more so than most chairmen. Do you find it hard to sort of block all that out sometimes? Or do you always need it? Do you need that interaction sometimes? I've, I've, I've reduced it because sometimes it's just self-flagellation. You know, you know you've done about, you know... you. You can you know exactly what people are going to say, you know, really, after a result, really. There's, there's a bit of abuse laced on it, you know, hit home a little bit harder and make you... I don't, I don't know, maybe... Look back does. at some tweets and think, oh, maybe shouldn't have sent that or... Really? No. Really? No, I, I, I don't... I think Twitter's turned into a pretty poisonous place, to be honest. I think I don't really go on there that much. Make some announcements, you know. If I see the odd birthday somebody wants some help or whatever you know I try and respond I just don't I'm, I'm very worried about the shouty nature of the world mm-hmm. you know watch question time on a Thursday and you know we're used to just the whole environment we've got ourselves in you know everybody wants whether it's Crystal Palace or the country everybody wants the best yeah. you know and everybody's entitled to their point of view and everybody should respect everybody else's point of view to as much as they can and 
Um, I don't think Twitter, personally, nothing against it as an idea, because it's a great idea, but I don't think it really promotes that always. I think it used to. I think it's, I think it's changed. But I think in football, certainly, all that shouting is amplified. It, it, it brings out that anger in a lot of people. Yeah, you've also got to remember, it's panto, isn't it, football to a certain yeah. oh, extent. People don't definitely. want... I was listening to an old 2005 interview with Ron Nodes and he said, if I sit down and I talk to people and explain it all to them, they understand. And of course they do. Mainly it's about not wanting to understand. You know, it's about release, isn't it? It's about boo, hiss, ray. You know, that's what it's about. And I understand that. But the bedrock of Palace fans want what's best for the club long term. And I think they recognise that so do I. You know, and we're doing everything we can to deliver that to them notwithstanding the fact that we would all like it to be a less rocky road, you know. Okay, Marathon March, which is this Saturday. Yeah. How is your training going? You're literally wearing Palace training kit now, so you clearly have been doing some Well, some I don't... I, don't I, I mean, I train um, and keep myself fit, but I haven't done any specific training. I'm pretty confident I can walk a marathon. Yeah, I thought that last year, and... The last five miles. What was were it that hell. happened to you that was? Yeah, in the last five miles, your legs just go completely. Yeah. Just go to jelly. Your feet feel like concrete blocks. It's horrible. Apparently, it's worse than running a marathon. Is it? That's what people on the walk last year said. Yeah. There were some people that had a few more pounds on them and looked a lot more unhealthy than you. That seemed to be in a lot better shape <laughs> than you. Like. I think they'd done training though. I didn't do any training. I haven't done any well, this year either. What went for a walk? Yeah, go for walks. Yeah. The, the foundation of encourage like you go for a five mile walk, you go for a ten mile walk, up and you know build it up to this week. I'm, I'm in big trouble. Then. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, and Chris Toxic at Chris Toxic said, "How big is the budget at the bar after the game uh, after the marathon? You did put money behind the bar." And he said, "With six of us doing it from the Porsons, are we the best represented pub? Possibly, maybe. Well, you know, know how many people there are? Be careful, have not I? You know, <laughs> be in there two hours buying drinks, but um, I'm sure I'm going to be generous." When we get there, um, I personally haven't had any alcohol for a year, so I won't be. I'll have a diet coke or something to treat mm-hmm. myself. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be good. We've got a lot of ex pros doing it. AJ's doing it. Neil Shipley, uh, Mark Bright. There's rumours that Churchage is doing it. As has well. Neil Shipley done any training? I, I think he's doing half the half the marathon. I think so. Okay. Who knows? Right. If Neil can do it, we we can do it. Love Neil. <laughs> um, finally, then. Uh, I've got I've written a, just a bit of a random question to end this bit on if a genie and stay with me on this appeared and said Palace could win the Premier League but you Steve Parrish had to be bald for life and not shaven but your hair falls out for life would you do it? well I mean I really don't look good bald I mean I don't look great with hair but I don't I Bald would not be, uh, you know, Premier League. But I though. think, as we've talked about sacrifices <laughs> that people need to make for the great good of the club, I think I'd have to, wouldn't I? Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to just. I mean, I couldn't say no, could I? <laughs> and and also, given it's a completely hypothetical question, <laughs> yeah. it's never going to happen. I definitely should say yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, man i would do it as well if that's any consolation yeah um steve thank you very much for joining us on our 10-year anniversary podcast and and being so frank and answering those questions as well i really appreciate it absolute pleasure always fun any message for the fans just before we go 
think the biggest danger that we've got is complacency. When you talk about whether I go on social media, the only thing that worries me is not worrying enough sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I don't want people to worry. I want people to enjoy their football. But I do want, there's a trepidation. Forget the HF not being there. There's a trepidation at Sellers Park that, that worries me sometimes. You know, there was a moment um, on, Christ, on New Year's Day last year and I know this is, is a bit trite and a bit, but it's true. I was watching, we were playing Man City, I think it was, New mm-hmm. Year's Day. And I was, had that, you know, we were still in trouble and Man City were coming. And on the television, there was a roll call of people that, that had passed away. And I think they were people that were connected to Sky, you know, that passed away. There was one particular um, NFL presenter that I recognised. I'm terribly sorry, I can't remember his name, but tragically young you know that, that, that had passed and I just had a kind of moment I just thought this is my hometown football club of sports since I was four that I have the privilege to own part of and, and, and run and we're about to play one of the best teams in the world pretty much mm-hmm. probably going to win the league we all knew they're not going to win yeah. the league the only thing that would be worse maybe than that would be not doing it you know, imagine if I wasn't doing it. Imagine I wasn't doing this on, on a Saturday. Imagine if I had nothing to do. I wasn't connected to the club in this way, you know. And that's, I think, what we've all got to remember. We love this club. We love where we've got to. The club's always going to be here. Um, and we've, we've, we've progressed, you know. We've moved forward massively from where we were. It's really, really important, if we can, that we keep it going. But what's really important is we enjoy our football and we enjoy coming. And we don't start to treat... Sometimes I think it's like the ring in Lord of the Rings. You know, it becomes this this thing that starts to dominate you more than you're enjoying it, you know. And um, that's what I want. You know, I, I would love the next time at Sellers Park to really feel that sense of togetherness. You know, notwithstanding some guys are going to have to make a sacrifice for us. I think it's just so important for us as a club. I think that's our difference. That's our power. Um, that we, when we all point in the same direction... You know, we, 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 we can beat anyone. And, you know, if we all care about this club, that's what I would like to see. Good stuff, whether we're bald or not. Yeah. Um, Steve, thank you very much for joining us. Always a pleasure to have you on the pod. Thanks a lot. And in part three, we're going to briefly preview that uh, first game back after the international break, which is Everton away. So join us in a bit. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan podcast. Hey. 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 Pod, two. Oh, pod 268 sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery you need. Go to vector.co.uk. Is Veg with Okay. Oh, oh, joint. And uh, JCIS, Global Research and Brand Consultancy from South London. Visit jc-nice.com. I will. Oh, that was, I'm welling up. I think that's that his first, first time. Alone, I will. What are you talking about? <laughs> Is it not? I've done it so many times. Not on your own. Mm. Yes, right. I, I have. It's like when I took the stabilizers off your bike. <laughs> I can't ride a bike, and neither can no, you. No, no, <laughs> I took the stabilizer off too soon. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, like so kid on Doctor Who. That was oh, it's a good first episode. It, it was, was really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do the Doctor Who podcast. She, was, she was brilliant. She was, she amazing, was really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah. really good. Um, yeah. Really good recruitment there at the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Thank you very much to Steve for joining us. So very candid answers, and Cheers, really, Steve. really appreciate that. I think I was um, there for the whole time. I was just quiet. Yeah, I think we all were because out of respect to Steve. I think. 
we've all I think we we've all there's not a single person listening to this pod or in this pod that hasn't at some stage disagreed with something that Steve Parrish has said or done. But I think it's to his enormous credit that there aren't many clubs where their chairman would go on a podcast yeah. to celebrate ten years and be so willing to talk about yeah. well, to talk about some things, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And it's and the fact that he's doing the marathon march on yeah. Saturday and the fact is he will front up to every fan who has a criticism yeah. on Saturday. So yeah. there's no doubting. Yeah. And I, sometimes I wonder, I sometimes wonder about fans who criticise us. It's like the one thing you can't doubt about Steve Parrish or about us is that we've got nothing but the club at heart. And we care. And that we care about it. And nothing we do is, is detrimental to our, love of, the, our yeah. love of the club. And it's like, fair play to him for, for, for fronting up and doing it. Especially if it's you on your own doing it. Which it's just me and him. It's like Frost Nixon. So all... <laughs> Frost Nixon twenty eight. Another one. Put that down. Dictaf- dictaphone. Frost Nixon. Oh my god. That was, um, and that's like his fifth or sixth time he's come on the pod now. So yeah. it's, um, we do really, really appreciate it. We do. Yeah. Um, Is he looking fit? I bet he's looking fit for the march. Isn't he? He's looking in good shape. He said he hasn't trained. Yeah, of course. Of course he says Everyone that everyone that trains says they don't train. Except, I mean, I literally, I literally have well, not trained. No, I mean, you don't. Yeah. I don't like to speak on behalf of Neil Shipley here, but I'm guessing that he probably hasn't, literally hasn't trained at all. <laughs> oh dear. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, Not for Neil Shipley. Eh? So, so <laughs> international break coming up. Every time we get to one, I feel like we're saying, well, it could, it could be good for us, international break. It could be good. Could be good. Could be good. It, it's a tough game back though, isn't it, after that break? We've, uh-huh. got, we've got a run of, run of hard ones. Yeah. Tough games. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, Everton's... Well, unfortunately, they've come into a little bit of form, haven't they, Everton? But hopefully, you know, the international break. They're, they're kind of, you can never tell with Silver as well. He's not, he's a sort of coach. We, they could easily be 2 0, well, to have another team, they could be 2 0 down after. Mm. Yeah. Uh, with, any, with any luck, I don't know if Steve mentioned the injury updates because I wasn't particularly paying attention. No. Well, was, apart from saying that, that Connor, Connor looks close to returning, well, although I don't think that's imminent. But. Well, I mean, the, it, people seem to be implying that Benteke would be. Certainly close to being on the subs bench for the Everton game, which would be—I mean, that would a, be a huge a, boost. If and who'd have thought we'd be saying that <laughs> four weeks ago? I don't. Funny enough, I don't. Everton's not a ground that I go to with any. I'm more concerned about going to somewhere like Bournemouth than Everton because the, the thing yeah. with Everton is that their fans really expect them to try mm-hmm. and hammer so-called smaller teams. Yeah, you're just right. That they fa- have hit a bit. They have hit, and, and their their fans. I love I, Everton. Are one of the few teams in the Premier League that I don't hate. <laughs> which is the biggest compliment I can actually pay anyone and I really yeah. I really like they're, it's obviously they're a bigger club than us but they they're, they're more rooted in the working class community than mm. many other big clubs they're the sort of club we'd want to be if yeah, we get bigger yeah. yes. and their, chair, yeah, yeah, their yeah. chairman's a really decent bloke but uh, their fans do tend to get on the back of their players really quickly if they're not one nil up after 10-15 minutes they mm. do get a bit that expectation. They are yeah. sa- they are pretty uh, sound. I've never met an Everton fan that I didn't thought, think was decent. To be fair, yeah. they got on with. Yeah. They're, they're sound. Oh, yeah. But um, Ed, they do have players at like Sigurdsson, who's always seems to score against Palace. Who he's yeah. playing for yeah. is hitting form. Scored an absolute belter last week. He is he's going to be um, he's going to be on form, isn't he? Yeah, Everton's one of those teams. Wherever we whenever we play them, like that they are they're a bigger club than us, but they're not. They're not a top six club. They're not. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're, they're dangerous because you you convince yourself that we can. Oh, I've done myself to the international break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you convince yourself that we can beat them. Yeah, yeah. And so it's cool. even they're more. They're not like a quite quite a scalp. No. In a way, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not a scalp. They're yeah. You convince yourself they're they're not like on the same level as us in the way that we expect to beat Watford every time we play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never but, do. But, but I think <sighs> also they have they've had two really good results, but they speak 
Fulham 3-0 and Fulham just can't defend mm-hmm. and yeah. they, beat, they beat a 10-man Leicester yeah. so it's not a game that we should approach with any particular fear and, and you'd like to hope that I don't know how many of our players are away on international duty but you'd like to hope that this is a period where Roy can take a deep breath get all the yeah. players together and yeah. sort it's something a, out it is well, a, Luca won't be will he? So. I think it is a winnable game yeah, yeah, it is winnable. I just feel like we said that last season we went up well, and we got played off the part of that last year. It was not yeah, good form. Yeah. Well, let's be fair. I don't know why you ask us to predict these things because we always we <laughs> could, no, we we always get to, we? It's, it's, part three. I mean, it's frustrating. In, in a funny, I almost somebody in, in the in the pub after the game on Saturday's game. Well, actually, I think we'll do better against the big teams, and there's no logic to that. No, but is. I almost understand how. You kind of expect a better performance from Palace against them. Our, yeah. our record, I mean, it improved at the end of last season when we beat Leicester, Burnley, West yeah. Brom. But yeah. we were looking at Newcastle, Southampton, Wolves at home, Bournemouth away. These are all games we're yeah. thinking six, five, six yeah, points, yeah. and then we'll yeah. be on 12, 13. We've got all one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that, that's simply not good enough. But you do know that there's two constellations. One, we're losing by the odd goal. Yeah. Two, well, three consolation. Two, there are teams that are clearly worse than us and we will improve. And, yeah. and the other third thing is that we do tend to put in a really good performance against the bigger teams, against Arsenal. Yeah, we've got Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, Man U coming up. Yeah. Which, which are difficult, but they're, they're games that we will play, I think we'll probably play better in because the expect, and also the, the, I think the support will be better from Palace fans because the expectations are lower. Mm-hmm. And where Palace yeah. fans excel is when we're playing when it's almost a cup tie atmosphere yeah, yeah. in a strange sort of way and I wish it wasn't the case it's almost like we go back to being underdogs which we shouldn't yeah, yeah. be yeah, yeah. after six week, after six years in the Premier League we shouldn't be underdogs to any team but we do yeah. feel that way but also we've got Sellers Park, rec- so, recent yeah. experience of beating teams like that well we have well, a we history have, of getting yeah, yeah. 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 And, but I, so I, I think except Tottenham obviously but <laughs> I think we'll, well, no, I'll pardon you we beat Tottenham United's one we United so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah United's yeah. well but we just pray that Mourinho's still in the maybe their result the other day was probably the best yeah. I think that we'll give Everton a, a, a better game than the games they've won recently yeah I don't think it'll be uh, a 3-0 like Fulham yeah and I, I think, think what's be, interesting is that be, yeah it's, I'd be, I think if Benteke's fit he goes straight back in the team I, I, really? I tend to agree I, th- I think so yeah I would. I think I don't, I, I don't know if he will I hope but I agree I, I, I yes, think he I agree. if he's fit I, I mean, I don't think he will be fit, but I agree if he is. Yeah, yeah, he goes in. And also, do you know what I think? I think Benteke with Mayer in midfield, because the one thing, I think, the one thing yeah, we keep saying Benteke never gets any crosses. He also very rarely gets any balls that are played to him on his feet, so he can turn a, a yeah. central defender. So when he's got his, when he's backing into a central defender, he's nearly always backing into a central defender to try and win a ball at sixty yards in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's never had the opportunity to get the sort of ball that may will play to him which is either side of him so he can turn the defender or control it with his feet so I think Mayer in mid I just see that, I'll just hold that straw Ed while I clutch it really. but <laughs> I, I do think there's we're not going down and I'm happy to say oh. that I'm happy to say that touch wood but, well, no, whatever, but so. we're not going down and I'm happy to say that because you know, we're not playing well and we're still in we're, games. we're still in games and we're still lower mid table but I do think may have been. If you think about it logically, yeah. may have been Techie, Zahar, Townsend, or Townsend, and although Townsend had a shocker on Saturday, but the, yeah. the players we've got. A rare shocker, though. A rare, yeah, yeah fair yeah. point. The players we've got are. The first team are all decent Premier League players, and it's been a while since you could say that. Yeah. Some of the players that come on aren't. I, I, although, again, I agree with the. 
there's a bloke who I think must be part Scandinavian who just says also a lot needs is a chance to start a game. Well, which he's is done which that in is the cup and scored. Yeah, well, no, that's a fair point. In the cup, so it was, yeah. Yeah, but I know it's low, and it's lower league still, opposition. But, but it's 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 you know it's it's really exciting for. I was a big proponent of Salah because I watched his uh, highlight reel on YouTube. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. wow, look, he's, he's, he's incredible. He's getting all these amazing goals. Yeah. It's like in the Norwegian first division. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not as simple as transplanting that, and he could be the exact same player. Yeah. Um, I I think I think we'll. Uh, I'd, yeah, like I say, I think we'll do better against Everton than we have against some of the teams we've played recently and against some of the teams they've played recently. I also think we'll draw quite a few fouls. Yeah. Some of the yeah, younger yeah, players yeah. in their team, yeah. I think, could be well, quite... that's, I mean, the thing with Sirlock is, and this seems a strange thing to say about somebody who's as size he is, but when he first... I think the Tottenham game he came on and the game after that, but he came on left side mm. and he actually looked, for me, he looks better out not wide. as a centre forward, but at, somewhere out wide who can actually drift in for, for headers or or get over the, as Alan Hansen always used to talk about, get over the fullback, be go one-on-one with the fullback when a cross comes in. Mm. Well, you see a player like, like Salah and, and we all want to come on because he's massive. Yeah, and you assume that that's going to be... Yeah, but I just like in the seeing how he, he used to play at his old club, I don't think he can play like that in the team that has the quality we've got because we've yeah. got players... That are, are just better at, at drifting in, at coming in, and yeah. I mean he's only twenty two. You know he's got a long way to go. Wait, wait, he's twenty two. He's yeah. twenty two, I think. Yeah, so he's, when he's, when he's full grown. He's going to be. Huge. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, he's only a kid. He's my age. He's your age. Yeah, he's twenty two. So he's got. Wait, 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 wait. What's his birthday? He's got a lot to learn. What's his birthday? He probably also doesn't smoke roll ups. Fifth December ninety five. He's younger than me. He's younger than you. Sorry, mate. I'm 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 sitting here doing this. And yeah. he's making like a million pound a week. He's not making a million pound a week. I don't think it, If yeah. he is, then yeah, there is an issue. It's Doogie Freeman. But the, the thing was, I mean, you kind of think no matter what division you're in, if somebody's putting a cross in, you should be able yeah. to get on the end of it. But he's not getting any crosses. so And he's not he's not yeah. getting a proper crack. Yeah, but he no, might, might do. He's he's getting, might do. Joy, he is getting, he's getting a million pound a week. Anyway, <laughs> anyway um, I think that wraps up today's pod. So chaps, thanks very much for joining us. You're welcome. Hey, thanks. Enjoy your international break. You Thank too. You. Apart from on Saturday when we've got That'd the be fun, walk. Enjoy. That'd be great. Be a nice casual walk in the park. Who are England playing this week? I don't even know. I have no idea. I quite I like Klopp's care. comments about the, the, the boys have now got to go away and play in the most meaningless comp. <laughs> yeah, well, he's right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll be ignoring that because I'll be focused on the walk. How funny was Riyad Mahrez's penalty miss, by the way? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It was, it was hilarious. Especially yeah. as we were watching it with a Man City fan in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I saw someone point something out yeah. online the other day. We were like, "Why is Jesus not taking the penalty?" Maybe it's because he practiced penalties for Brazil with Allison. Oh, maybe. That's an interesting yeah. point. But all, even if he did, point. he probably scored more than Mares ever has. Yeah, did you yeah. see that stat? No, missed no, more than he scored. Missed more than he scored. Oh, really? Yeah. Now it's in the last six. He's missed four and scored two. Which Guardiola claimed he didn't know when he was presented that, with that fact afterwards by a jubilant mm. Jeff Shreves. It's <laughs> not a phrase you get to use very. Fun. Yes, thank you. So yeah, and, and it's not too late to um, sponsor us for the march or come oh. out and say hello. Shall I read the website out? Yeah, or come out and say hello to us on the way. Yeah, so justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash fyp is the website. You can donate. I think donations will still be open after the march as well. They so will. please they get will, involved. Yeah. The money goes to a great cause. And if you are in central london at some point and come and say hello to us and cheer us on yeah or hand if, us water and drinks and if stuff. you're near sellers park in the morning you can it's very yeah. early isn't it what's, it's early. Yeah, what's what's the pub would be in afterwards come and join us <laughs> come and join us there uh, i'll be half dead so i probably well, we'll see um, you'll be what well I'm, I, last time i was i couldn't walk 
I know. Last time we we gave Andy Street a lift home in our small two seat car, and we had to get him out. He had to get his parents in law out to help him out. <laughs> it's like Tetris; we had to unfold him out of the back. Oh, uh, yes. In the meantime, people like me were just lying in the bath crying for three hours. <laughs> that uh, was before the war. Hey, there you go. Okay, so thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much to Steve Parrish for joining us as well for this pod. Really appreciate it. We'll and be thank back. you, JD. Wow, you know. Yeah, you're right. I'm always here. He never always gets thanked enough. Um, well, the extra pod. We, never be... get, we don't get to hear enough of JD's opinions on this pod. I've done a bit more today. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Um, the extra pod will be with you from Goodison Free Park after the social <laughs> break, and then the full pod will be back as well. So enjoy the international break. Maybe see you Saturday for the walk. In the meantime, have fun. Bye. 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 Buena Fiesta comienza con un buen outfit y tu próxima cita es con JCPenney, en donde encuentras de todo para cualquier ocasión. Ya sea elegante o casual, tenemos puro estilo para ti. Desde vestidos, trajes, colores y estampados. De marcas como Liz Claiborne, Worthington, Stafford y J. Ferrar. ¡Ay, no olvidemos Thereabouts para los chiquitos! Descubre lo último en la tienda o en jcp.com. Estilo de pieza a cabeza para donde sea que vayas. JCPenney. Podcast Network.